Hi, everyone. Welcome to Abhorrent Behavior. It's your host, Christabel. Um, it's been a minute. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to come on here and record um, a little life update and to usher in a new era of more consistency with the podcast because I really do like talking here. I mean, it's um, I want to figure out how to make it more interactive where um, we can have discussions about what's talked about on the podcast outside of here, you know, I utilize the um, Instagram page more so that we can have more community dialogue. But um, I just wanted to come up here, come on here to um, just talk to y'all, let you know what's going on, um, lessons I'm learning recently, and just kind of like say, hey, what's up? So today is the, what is today? Today is December 5th, I think. Yeah, December Saturday, December 5th. And I'm recording from my new loft in Oakland. Yes, we moved to Oakland. Uh, I remember we first came here probably five years ago on a travel assignment And we fell in love, like hardcore love. It was supposed to be a three-month assignment. We ended up staying for nine months and we left reluctantly um, and kept traveling for a while until just we, the call kept, you know, the call to come back here kept um, happening, especially for me. And we just finally answered it. So after Texas, I think the last podcast I recorded from Mexico after Texas, we took um, some time off. Um, When we came back from Mexico, we went to Indiana to visit Janelle's mom. And we were there for a couple weeks. And um, after after we left there, we... um, you know, we had a storage unit in Indiana. For, we've had a storage unit there for the last, I want to say, four to five years. Basically, since we started traveling and we moved out of our apartment in Indiana, we had these things in storage because we, you know, we were still traveling. We were living in Airbnbs um, or places that were fully furnished, so we did not have a need for them. So when we decided to look for a place in 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 Oakland and we found a place we love and actually I'm going to talk to you guys about that place about the place a little bit later because I'm super excited about it but when we found a place um we loved and we signed the lease uh we decided to might as well just empty that storage unit um and just you know um just move all our stuff down here finally. And so we did that. We emptied that storage unit. We had a total of three storage units around the country. The one in Indiana. Um, I had one in San Jose that had um, my car. And we had another two in L.A., that had Janelle's car and my other car. 
<laughs> so we had a total of four storage units around the country and welcome to the life of a travel nurse. Um, so we went from four storage units to zero and just the loft. Um, and so that was really like a big change uh, for us. Um <clears throat> Settling back, you know, settling down somewhere hasn't been something that has called to me um, for as long as I remember. For like when I left Ghana for the first time I, at 18 and I moved to the UK. And then again, when I moved um, to the US at 21, I've just never had a hunk, you know, a desire, a big desire to live in one place. I've always felt really, really tied down um, anytime I stayed in one place for any length of time. And um, in therapy, we had been working on how um, to build, you know, how it's important for me to build community. And I feel like my therapist has been pushing this for um, the last four years. Maybe not pushing, maybe that's not the right word, but he has been suggesting um um, over the last few years that it might be beneficial for me to find um, a community, um, you know, that I could grow with and support as they support me. And I've just always said to him, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Not yet, you know. And so to finally get to a place where I'm like, yeah, this is definitely what I want, Um I don't know for how long. Uh, what I do know is that we signed the longest lease we've ever signed. So we signed a 24-month uh, lease. Uh, so we're going to be here for at least uh, two years. And I'm really, really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, coming back to the loft, I love it so much. It is everything that I want in a home. Um, it's, it's, it's a little over, you know, it's, it's, it's a little over a thousand square foot, um, square feet. So it's not humongous, but it has super high ceilings and, um, it's just really comfortable. And we have a water view, which, um, I really, 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 really like because I love the water. <laughs> In fact, that was like the biggest like decision we had to make if we wanted to stay in LA and be close to the ocean or move um, up north. And I'm so glad we chose here because, hey, I like LA. Like LA is cool. I like um, the beach. I like the sunsets. I like like many things about LA, but I absolutely loathe the traffic situation. Um, I mean, there's traffic in the Bay Area, but I just don't, it doesn't feel like LA traffic. LA traffic is very, very, very like um, depressing to me, honestly, quite frankly, like just the fact that it will take me 30 minutes to go, you know, three to five miles, always just Oof, I did not like that. Um, and also the other thing about LA is that it's so spread out and most people who are living in LA came to LA to pursue their dreams and goals. So there's a lot of focus on individual achievement um, and it certainly has its place. But for someone like me who is looking to build um, a community, 
um, I mean, Oakland felt like just the best place for me to do that, um, for my partner and I to do that because like just people seem like people are from here. More people are from here, um, established roots and community. And, um, you can just go to Lake Merritt and you just see, oh, there's so many black people. And for someone like me who grew up in Ghana, it feels like heaven to see so many, to be surrounded by so many black people, to see so many black people on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, we made the right decision and the loft has been, um, fun, like decorating it. So I've been spending a lot of time decorating that. If you follow me on Instagram, you have seen all my escapades and I've just been having so much fun with it, um, expressing my style and how I like comfort and um, just like pretty. Um, I am a Libra after all. <laughs> I am a Libra after all. So I just like a lot of prettiness and just like texture and greenery. I'm a new plant mom. Um, I had some plants in LA that I had to give up when uh, we left LA, but I, I just, I'm really diving in like head, how'd you say that? Head first <laughs> uh, into just like being the best plant mom I can be. Um, so, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I haven't worked since I left Texas in October. I, my last day of work was October 1st. Um, and so it's been two months since I've worked because I'm still recovering from Texas. The trauma that I experienced um, in Texas was substantial. Uh, I don't think it hits every nurse the same way. And I definitely did not expect that it would hit me the way it did. Um, but it definitely did. Um, so it's not just about the fact that, I mean, certainly it is about the fact that COVID is like devastating and it's um, clinical course is just so so heart-wrenching to watch and see, um, as, especially as it leads to its most, um, if you're hospitalized with COVID, you're pretty sick. And if you're that sick, um, it leads to death in, in more cases than not. So just witnessing that, um, was definitely devastating, obviously, but also witnessing um, the disparity in care um, in Texas compared to up here in California was just, it, it broke my heart. I think that's what it is. It broke my heart because like, I mean, you read about health disparities and healthcare, I, you know, disparities in healthcare, um, provision around the country and how minorities and, um, you know, the Latinx community and the black community are, are facing the brunt of it, but it's one thing to read about it and one thing to see it. And so seeing how the care was not 
equal to the care a patient would have gotten up here in California um, just broke my heart. Uh, you know, fighting, fighting for patients to um, get what <laughs> they should get the care they should get is not a it's not something I anticipated having to deal with going into Texas. So while, you know, the deaths were very, very hard to witness and um, deal with, um, I think just the inequality of everything is what broke my heart the most. Um, So still recovering from that. Um, I tentatively took a contract starting January it will be out here in California. And at that point, it would have been uh, three months since I, since I, you know, last worked. So I'm hoping that I would feel ready to go back to work. Right now, I feel like just the, the, the little desire building up. That's why I kind of extrapolated that by January, I would feel up to going to work. So that's what I've been, you know, that's what's been happening. Uh, Janelle actually is back in Texas. And I wanted to talk about something a little bit like kind of different. When she went to Texas, it was really difficult for me. I, I just, I'm someone who when I'm in a partnership, I have a lot of um, needs. Uh, Well, I always have a lot of needs (laughs) stemming from childhood of, um, from a childhood of needs not being met, um, emotional needs. Um, So I always have a lot of like need for emotional um, support. But when I'm when I'm on my own, when I'm single, I'm better able to utilize my resources, the tools in my toolbox. I'm better able to say, okay, Christabel, um, you know, like, let's meditate regularly. Let's journal. Let's, you know, go out in nature. Let's go on hikes. Let's, uh, let's exercise. Let's, you know, cook for ourselves. Um, so when I'm alone and it's clear that I'm single and I'm alone, I am better able to tap into these resources and just like take care of myself. Um, there is a thing that happens with me though, when I get in a relationship, um, where I, (laughs) my therapist says, I just take my inner child and just drop it in the lap of my partner. Here you go. Here is baby Christabel. Take care of her. (laughs) It's like, I just like, you know, wash my hands off baby Christabel, which we call Chi Chi because that's my nickname growing up. So he says, you just take Chi Chi and give it to your partner and say, here, Chi Chi is crying. Chi Chi needs changing. Chi Chi <laughs> needs to be fed. Here, take her, look after her. 
And it was a good, good analogy because I realized that, yes, I do do that. Um, you know, and when you, when you discover, when I discovered that about myself, I think the initial tendency is to feel shame, to feel embarrassed, to feel inadequate, to feel like almost like angry at yourself because you're just like, you know, you know how to take care of yourself. You're not this, um, you know, incapable to your old, Christabel, you can take care of Chi-Chi. You can change Chi-Chi's diaper. You can take care of Chi-Chi. You can take Chi-Chi for a walk. You can cook for Chi-Chi. You can, um, you know, soothe Chi-Chi. So there is this like embarrassment and shame that comes from when, you know, realizing that, um, you are not taking care of yourself when, when I'm not taking care of my inner child. But, um, the work I've been doing while I've been off is, um, you know, not feeling shame because it came up really, really strong for me when Janelle left for Texas again. She went back to work in Texas. And when she left, I just got into this, like, I was just so, 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 so sad because, you know, in my head, we had come to Oakland to build a home and, um, to be with each other. And, you know, here I felt abandoned. Here she goes leaving me to go to Texas to work. And it was, it was a rough, a really rough couple weeks for me because I, it felt like a, an intense loss and feelings of abandonment are just, uh, are just so hard, um, to work through because it literally feels like I revert back to, um, a two-year-old uh, Chi-Chi who is just looking to be held and comforted. And um, so I will say that just naming it, seeing it, naming it has been, oh, it has been wonderful. Um, in just a couple therapy sessions, I've been able to just... Um, recognize what's going on, uh, accept what's going on, and then work through it. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that because I think, after all, that's the point of this podcast, to talk about ways that I am navigating um, life in the hopes that if someone else is navigating life in the, in like manner, they would feel less alone. Um, because I think feeling alone, feeling like we're the weakest person ever and that we're so codependent, especially when you look at Instagram with its um, bite-sized, one-size-fit-all therapy do not be codependent. Or if you're codependent, you're emotionally broken or whatever, whatever, you know? that can leave us feeling really isolated and really just like down on ourselves. And I, um, 
And I know therapy is not available to everyone. So I want to talk about the experiences I have in therapy, not because it's going to mirror your experience, but just to like, hopefully me, when I share, I feel less alone. And so my hope is that when someone hears it, they too feel less alone um, and less in their head about things. Um, So I am doing... I'm just doing a lot of work around that, um, how to um, take care of myself, how to also like tap into my community. Um, I am so, uh, man, coming from where I came from as a Jehovah's Witness who, when I came out gay, everyone just left. <laughs> everyone left my life. So... um it's been hard trusting people again. I think I, I, I didn't even know I wasn't trusting people. I have all these amazing people in my life um, that I'm so fortunate to have because I truly never had that. It's a different thing when you are friends with people because you guys go to the same church and you're told in church not to fraternize with worldly people and there is a part of you that you always kind of keep hidden from them because you want to appear to be uh, a spiritually, um, what's the word? A spiritually strong member of the congregation. So you're certainly not telling them that, you know, you, um, you're gay, you know, for instance. Um, you're certainly not telling these friends, um, quote unquote friends um, in the church, about just like the struggles you're having because you just fear being judged. And they have a mandate, um, Jehovah's Witnesses, um, they have a mandate to talk to the elder on your behalf to help you um, get spiritual help if you share something with them that they feel like is spiritually detrimental to you. Um, So then when you're always like kind of, on the edge about how much you can share because you don't know if they're going to go tell the elder in your congregation, you end up just not sharing the deepest part of yourself. So I never really like had confidence um, in my, you know, friends who I could confide in. Um, So even after leaving church, I find that also um, following me, Uh, Because even though I've made a few good friends in the last few years, and, you know, also, actually, I want to talk about this subject on another podcast about how difficult it is to make friendships in your your adulthood. Woo! Um, But I have managed to make some really good friends, and um, I just need to lean lean on them more, you know, because, um, um, I hope that they know that they can lean on me. So in so doing, we can, we can be a supportive community to each other. So that's the kind of, that's some of the stuff that I'm working on. Um, just leaning more into my community, um, not expecting my partner to meet all my emotional needs. 
Um, and just this week, I've had I've seen that just by opening up to a couple of friends. We had um, Zoom dates and we had FaceTime dates and, you know, and it's felt really, really, really good. And so I'm excited to keep exploring that because what it does, my therapist reminded me is when I'm able to... Um, when I'm taking initiative and taking care of my inner child and meeting my emotional needs, it without dumping it all on my partner, it allows her um, the freedom to also take care of her emotional needs and her and take care of her inner child. So she doesn't have to worry about me constantly and you know, and then worry about her, her, you know, her growth and her emotional, um, emotional growth. And so it is really just the loving thing to do both for myself and for her. And it's a skill that will serve me, you know, for life. And so I'm really leaning into that. What else did I want to talk to y'all about? Oh, I wanted to talk about, well, I wanted to start a new thing, a new section at the end of a podcast of the podcast each week, because that's really, I just, this is the end of the like big update. And then going forward, we're just going to talk about all the good things. It's not all going to be life updates. It's not, this is not a life update podcast. We can begin to talk about things like, <laughs> race and and you know homophobia and transphobia within um co- uh, communities that are generally um would say they're not homophobic things like that like just like really meaty things that I want to talk about but I wanted to inculcate a new section at the end of each podcast where I talk about things that are bringing me joy this week. And I'm hoping that it transitions out where uh, when I post the podcast episode on the Instagram, you all can also share with me what is bringing you joy this week. So let me start. The things that has brought me joy this week is I finally mostly read a book. (laughs) My attention span is so short. I think it's the social media, just like fast, fast um, news cycle thing. I just, my attention span has become so short. I used to be able to just be lost in a book for hours and hours, Um, but I'm endeavoring to bring that back. So I finally mostly read a book, even if I was scrolling Instagram every five minutes. I did it. Um, I have found joy in discovering that I have the capacity to mother my inner child in the most glorious ways that I seek from romantic partners that I'm able to give it to myself. Um, so that brought me joy. That realization brought me joy. Um, I also have been finding a lot of joy in decorating, creating a home and just like, um, a place that feels like just a warm hug. Um, so that has been so much joy. Um, 
community. I have been finding so much joy in community. As I said before, FaceTime dates, uh, friends who you can talk to about your emotions and they love talking to you about it. And so, yeah, those are my joy bringers um, this week. So you share yours with me. Why don't you, if you feel inclined to, um, in the comment section um, when I upload the podcast. Okay. On Instagram, I mean. Um, You can also do it in the podcast, um, you know, where you review. And thank you, everyone who was reviewing the podcast. That really, like means a lot in that it helps like just the practical things like metrics. It helps more people see and listen and hear the podcast. And because after all, that's what it's about to get this to um, people who, um, you know, who could benefit from it. Um, That's all I got for today. I will see you. I will talk to you next week. I'm going to, um, it's going to be definitely, um, weekly going on unless obviously something big in life comes up that prevents that from happening. Uh, but the goal is for it to be weekly. Um, I haven't picked a specific date. I mean, day of the week yet. I may do that. We'll see how it goes, but, um, otherwise I will talk to y'all again very soon. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 